Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. Amen and amen. I want to greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you are well that you are rested. Uh, Happy New Year to those that are coming to church for the first time today. I believe that uh, uh, 2024 will be a blessed year for you. We're trusting God that we will flourish in the courts of the Lord and the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Uh, that is why my the subject of my uh, 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 sermon this morning or the title of my sermon this morning is Flourishing in Josie. Say it's flourishing in Josie. Flourishing in Josie because Bazalani Josie is a dangerous place. It's not for the faint-hearted. Many of us we came to Josie full of faith. And Josie ate our faith. Many of us came to Josie with our virginity. And Josie took our virginities. Many of us came to Josie with a a prayer life that is vibrant, and Josie took our prayer life. Many of us came to Josie with purity as our, our, uh, we we did not, we had never even tasted alcohol when we made our way to Josie, and Josie took that. Now we have become sipping saints. We came to Josie loving the Lord. Now we love Josie more than we love the Lord. Amen. Amen. You left Venda and you were a prayer warrior. Now in Sunnyside, they know you as someone who, you close the club. You are the last one out. You, eh? you, you came to Josie and they know you as Kwakanya. Now when you get to, 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 to Uquakes, because it's the vibes. You need to fit in with the culture. But while you were trying to fit in with the culture, the culture consumed you and you do no longer recognize the girl who used to have dreams. You do no longer recognize the guy who used to listen to God. That guy who used to follow God and have a passion for God has been succeeded or suppressed by the Josie culture. Survive. How do we flourish in Josie? How do we keep our faith flaming in Josie? How do we still survive? and thrive in Josie. How, how do we do it? Because my mother doesn't see me. I mean, that's the best translation I can give you. Have you ever looked at yourself and say, prayer used to be so effortless to me. What happened to you? You're like, what what happened to me? Have you ever said, you know, I used to laugh. I was a generous person. What happened to me? You know, spending time, I would spend time, hours in the word until I lost track of time. What happened to me? You see, the challenge with us as uh, 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 modern people is that especially city people, urban, 
urbanized people, globalized people, we tend to think that the stuff we are going through is unprecedented. And then, then we say the word of God is irrelevant. Then there must be a, 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 an, an updated version of the word that can fit into the culture of Josie. We think that what we are going through is unprecedented, is new. We tend to think that our experience, because they are modern, we need the Bible to speak to our modern problems. But that could not be further from the truth. Because Hebrews 4 verses 12, the Bible says, for the word of God, we want, we, we're saying, you know what, we have modern problems, we need modern solutions to modern problems and we read the word of God as if it is not more than enough but the Hebrews 4 verses 12 the Bible says for the word of God is living what is something that is living it means even today it is still alive it does not lose its relevance but it's not just living and it is what it is active but it's not just active what it is it is sharp even in 2024 the word of God is still sharp even in Josie the word of God is still sharp you go to China, the word of God is alive, active, and sharp. You go to Venda, it is still sharp. You go to Sunnyside, the word of God is still sharp. It does not need an upgrade. It does not need a new update. It is still sharp. The Bible says it is live, it is living, it is active, it is sharper than any double-edged sword, and it pierces through. It is still cutting through bone and marrow, and it is still discerning. We don't need a new word. We need a new attitude towards the word of God. It is, that's how we flourish in Josie. We don't need new solutions. We need a new attitude, a new approach to the word of, of God. What happened to, to Daniel and company in Babylon is one of the examples that show us that what we are dealing with, quacks, is not new. You see, people are saying, no, now we have different genders. It's not new. Now we have alcoholism. It's not new. You are special, but not that special. We are a special generation. Mm, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe we are just another generation. You know, I always marvel when people say, eh, eh, you know, we, 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 we are ushering in a new move of God. I say, no, you're not ushering anything new. You are new to the move of God. He's been moving. Don't, don't, calm down. Calm down. Just because now you have Jesus to the city and now you can fill in the uh, 012, suddenly you are ushering in a new move of God. No, my brother, welcome to the party. You are new to the move of God. God has been doing things and when you are done, he is still going to do things and if you open your eyes wide enough, you'll realize that what you are doing is nothing. He's doing much more through other people. You are the new kid on the table. Calm down. You are not ushering in a new nothing. The only thing you are ushering is yourself into the new move of God. That's it. We are carrying the new what? Carry yourself properly, yeah? What happened to Daniel and Ko in Babylon was one of the many examples in the Bible that shows us that our challenges are not unprecedented. 
That's why 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, the message translation says, no test or temptation that has come your way is beyond the cost of what others are facing. You are not alone. There are others who are facing a similar challenge as you. God, why have you deserted me? It's not just you, my darling. There's a lot of other people who are going through the same thing around the world. It has been happening for a long time and it is still happening today. And some, that might sound hopeless, but you, should, you need not be hopeless because this is what the Bible continues to say. It says many others are facing the same. All you need is to remember that God will never let you down. He has not let them down and he will never let you down he will never let you he will never let you be pushed past your limits he will always be there to help you come through it so my very dear friends when you see people reducing God to something they can use and control get out of their company as fast as you can when you see in Josie people using God to glorify themselves get out of that company as soon as you can when you see in Josie, people using the name of Jesus to lift themselves up, to make themselves important. Get out of that company as soon as you can because trouble has arrived and those that will survive the trouble is those that distance themselves from those who use God. He says, in this culture of yours, people, when you see people reducing God to something they can use and control, this week, I learned something called hospitality rider. Hospitality rider is this. When you call me as a pastor to come and preach, then I send you a hospitality rider to say, I want Woolies water, Woolies fruits. I want my own room by myself so that I can meditate. I mean, I don't have issues with that. I mean... Each to their own, right? That's fine. It's just that I saw one hospitality rider of one of our biggest gospel artists in the country. And it said, orange juice, biltong, fruit, Hennessy, tequila. I was like, I'm an, ah, 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 oh, oh, oh. What, what? Hey, ah, 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 ah. It says tequila gold. I don't even know what tequila gold is. But, but it says tequila gold. Ah, ah. Tequi. Is this what you guys do? <laughs> and then they send the te te a, a, a hospitality rider. They enjoy their baths. And then they come on stage and say, let's lift up the name of Jesus. And because we are not discerning, we lift up our hands the same. I was like, yo, I know. I was like, okay, sharp, sharp, sharp. Arhani, you, you, you are sipping there. Can't you do it at home? To a point where you can send other people a list and say, go to the shop. And when you get there, tell them that you are buying pasta kokitsu, the Hennessy or the Jameson. Here is an instruction from the Lord. 
when you see people who reduce God to something they can use and control, get out of their company as fast as you can. Can I say something to you, Tuli? Make sure that you are not the one people need to get fast away from. Make sure that you are not the one that we need to move very quickly away from. But you know sometimes, Mr. V, here in church, there are relationships as they start forming, I know that I've lost you. There's, there's friendships as I see it, I'm like, hey, you see that one? Ah, there's nothing good that's going to come out of that relationship. And very soon, you stop coming to church. Basalani, any company that wants to use and control God, and it does not lead you to submission to Jesus Christ, the Bible says run away from it as fast as you can. Sometimes, squawks, you guys trust yourself too much to think that you can change people. If the Holy Spirit is unable to change them, only manwena. Huh? All right. So Babylon was one of such cities, Mr. V, where people reduced God to something they can control and use. And, and let's listen to how Prophet Habakkuk describes this city and tell me if it does not sound familiar. In Habakkuk 2 from verses 4 to 5, it says, Cease. The enemy is puffed up. He desires not upright, but the righteous person will live by faith. In the city of Josie, the only way you are going to survive is by being righteous and living by faith. It's, that's how we're going to survive. That's by being righteous and living by faith, not by being relevant and living by vibes. The thing is, Barcelona, vibes are so nice. You don't see yourself going deeper. Vibes, you, you were coming to influence them. After some time, they have influenced you. If you want to test your ability to influence, Isami, try it here. And before you go, then ask me if you are ready to go there. Some of you are saying to you, my sister, when I, ah, 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 yo, you, sit down, sit down, sit here. Here is someone who is born again. They are already born again. Disciple them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Ah, they are already born again. They decided that they want Jesus. All you need to do is disciple them. Two. And you want to go and disciple good Brainstein, good Rockets. I went ah. Here we have already caught the fish for you. We are just asking you to, to clean it. When you say, no, I, I, I want to go and catch the fish. But you can't clean the fish that is already caught. Aye, man. Aye, don't do that. Clean the fish here. We have already caught it. There's kids that side that need kids teachers. If you want to be influential, start there. They're already here. There's a lot of people here who are living, take taking lives. Start here. Here's a field for you. Leave those ladies' co rockets. You will die. <laughs> you will not survive there. 
Mr. V. Hey. My brother went once. I never went back. I'm like, my anointing is not strong enough for this place. I'm out of here. Hey. Hey, women of God, they, they are really gifted and blessed. With deception. They are very deceptive. So listen, 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 to what, listen to what Habakkuk says. He says, he desires, can we be wise? Just don't put yourself in situations where you need to fight unnecessarily. Why, are you, why do you want to now test how strong you are? Just don't go there. It's just not, it's not necessary. No, let's come together in my house and pray. We are strong enough. We will just pray. We'll just read the Bible. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Don't test yourself, Bazalon. Don't, don't do that. And then you say you fell. Ah, you, can't, you can't take an Uber to falling. I mean, how does that work? Because the fall is an accident. Then you fall. You got into, a, into an Uber. You called the Uber. You paid for the Uber. You, you, you got, went up the stairs. You knocked. And then after you knock, you get, you sit down, you eat, and then you fall. Hi man, That was not falling, my brother. You dived. And you even paid for it. You sponsored your falling. You, you, you put on your best perfume and your best clothes for the falling. You didn't fall. It was a deep dive. <laughs> Hebrews. Habakkuk, this is the, his, he says, the righteous people will live by faith. He says, indeed, wine betrays him. He's talking about Babylon. He is arrogant and he never rests. Sounds very familiar, ne? Sounds like sunset. Hebron. Sent him. Waterfall. He says, because he is greedy as the grave. And like death is never satisfied. He gathers for himself all the nations and take captive all the people. So this is how, these are the attributes of Babylon. He says alcoholism, desire for evil, arrogance, never resting, greedy, never satisfied, capturing of people. Does that sound familiar? This was written more than 3,000 years ago. And you think what's happening in Sunnyside, in, in, in Sunning Hill, and Morningside is new? It's not. You are not the first one to, 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 to experience the kind of challenges you experience. But can I tell you, there are women and people of God that manage to overstand those things. And if they could overstand it and flourish in Babylon, we too, we can flourish in Babylon. Especially if we say, he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he empowered them then, he can empower us now. When you read the book of Revelations, you must go and read it. Revelation 16 and 17, no, 17 and 18. These are the qualities of Babylon that it gives us. It says it is idolatry, prostitution, self-sufficiency, self-glorification, pride, complacency, reliance on luxury and wealth, avoidance of suffering, and violence against life. That sounds very familiar. 
That sounds like the world we're living in today. But can I tell you the good news? Daniel survived in that world. Meshach survived in that world. Abednego survived in that world. Who's the other one? Shadrach survived in that world. We can survive in Josie. We can thrive in Josie. And listen to what the Bible says. I, I love what, in fact, this, this guy, he, this is how he, he says, a prophetic image of Babylon. Babylon is a world with all its carnality and wickedness. Babylon is a denigrated society, societal disorder created by lustful men who love darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. Babylon is an almighty governmental power that takes the saints of God into captive. It is the false church that builds false temples and worships a false god. It is every false philosophy that leads men away from God and salvation. Babylon is false and denigrated religion in all its forms and branches. Babylon is a, communist, a communistic system that seeks to destroy freedom of people in all the nation and the kingdom. It is a mafia and a crime syndicate that murders and robs and steals. It is a secret combination that seeks for power and unrighteous dominance over the soul of man. Babylon is a promoter of pornography. It is an organizer of crime and prostitute. It is an evil and wickedness and ungodliness. Things in the whole societal structure. That is how Babylon is. In, in, in Revelation 17, verses 5, the Bible says, The name written on her forehead was a mystery. This is what was written on the forehead of Babylon. I don't know why they refer to Babylon as a woman. We will discuss this some other day. But this is what they say. They say, Babylon, the great mother of prostitution and the abomination of the earth. That is the description of Babylon. So can I tell you something? The world we see and live around is not meant to enrich your life. It is meant to keep you captive. But it is not going to do it obviously. It's going to lure you in with what might taste good, but it's not good for you. And we need to find ways, means, and ideas on how to flourish in the city, in the life of the city. Listen to what the Bible says about this, Mr. Villagas, in, in verses 14. Revelation 17, verse 14. They will wage war against the lamb. And why do they wage war against the lamb and not the lion? Because the, the lion is about power. The lamb is about, the lamb is about purity. So the city... What it wants to do, it wants to rob us of our holiness. Everything is designed around robbing us of our holiness. Because it understands that God says, be holy as I am holy. And it is everything is designed to entertain you out of holiness. And that's why it says, it wages war against the, the lamb. 
But here's the beauty. But the lamp will triumph over them. Because the lamp is the Lord of lords. Is the king of kings. And with him will be his cult. His chosen and his, follow, his, his faithful followers. He says, there's a war going against the people of God. But God has triumphed over that war. Bazalon, here's the truth. Babylon can never triumph over God. We see bad and we say, uh, evil is, 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 is triumphant. That's not true. It will never thrive against God. At the end of the day, the power of God, he is the Lord of Lords and is the King of Kings. He is going to claim the victory. The, the, the culture of this world is not going to win. The question is, on whose side will you be in Turkey? We are not living in, we are, it's a war zone. And you know what is the pressed possession, Norma? Your soul. Jesus died for your soul. The devil wants your soul. The prized position is your soul. But here is how the story ends. Jesus, he has already won on the cross. He has already won. The question here is, at the end of that war, where will you find yourself? On the side of Jesus or on the side of Josie? When we look at you, what do we see more of? Do we see more of Josie or do we see more of Jesus? When we hear you talk, what do we hear more of? The lingo, do we hear more of Josie or do we hear more of Jesus? The way you do your relationship, what does it reflect? Does it reflect the culture in Josie or does it reflect the word of Jesus? The way you do your business, what does it reflect? Does it reflect the culture of Josie or does it reflect the culture of Jesus? You need to make a decision. What do you want to reflect? What do you want to be known for? That's why uh, uh, Romans 12, it says, do not fit into the culture of the world so much that you fit in without even thinking, but continually renew your mind. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. We win by not conforming. We win. But there are parties we should just decide we're not going to go there. We're like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to drink. Yeah, it's fine. We, we just don't associate with it. No, me, I'm not. I'm just going to... We, we know. But sometimes you, you find that I was, not, I was not drinking. I was just chilling. But then someone just takes a picture. It's vibes, right? I didn't do anything wrong. I was there for like two hours and then I went home. When I left, things started happening. And then the story breaks out. In a year. When Musa Church is this big church. And then they say, at that party, on that night, a girl was raped. Pastor Kokito was there. They will not care what time I left. If they can see a picture of me at that party, I'm in. Now, even if I did nothing, I have to spend my time and my energy now defending myself. Having to explain... No, guys, me. Hey, uh, maybe just don't go, bro. Uh, yeah. And and you know what's the funny thing? Because some of the things you find that that lady now was standing there. There was a point where I was now talking to her, and 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 I gave her a hug. And the time I was giving her a hug, that's the time that I saw. 
10 years later. How do I explain that? Now I can't explain because they're like, Pastor, look at, look at, now they, they, they analyze the, the picture. They're like, look at the hug, look at, look at their hand. Because sometimes you do things without thinking, right? Have you ever, now I'm, I'm digressing and I'm talking rubbish. Have you ever like just passed, passed someone by mistake and then you, you hit their bum? Like by, with your hand, like you're just passing and then, and then you, hit your, you hit their bum. That's not, not, you're not trying to do that. Or have you ever had such an awkward hug that you end up like, now you are touching Mr. Boo's boob and you're like, oh, sorry. You are trying to get your hand to the other side. It happens, right? It's awkward when it happens at church because I'm the pastor and then the lady would then bump my... I was like, sister, I'll tell my wife. Now, here's my point. Sometimes a mistake can happen, but what are the chances of mistakes happening when you were not there? What, what are the chances of me being misunderstood when you were not there? What, 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 are, what are the chances of a narrative being spun when you were not there? Zero. Because you were, you were never there. You were never there. Now, here's what I want to say. It says, with him will be the called, the chosen, and the faithful followers. The first two is his job. The last one is your job. He's the one who calls. He's the one who chooses. You are the one who decides whether you are a faithful follower. You're the one who decides whether you are a faithful follower. I close while I still have 10 minutes so that I can close for real. Which side will you be found on? Like when Jesus comes back into the city. Because Babylon ends up in ruins. The city of evil ends up in ruins. When he comes back, where is he going to find you? Bazalon, if you read the story of Lot and, uh, and Abraham, when they split, the land next to Sodom and Gomorrah looked very good. It was next to it. It was not in Sodom. It was next to it. Lot decided that I'm choosing that one. And the Bible says he camped next to Sodom. The next time when when, when, Babylon, when Sodom and Gomorrah gets destroyed it says and Lot who lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, like how? Lot, the last time we checked you were next to it. Now you are living in it. Because that's the nature of sin. You start just by being next to it and thinking that, no man, I'm not in. I'm just, I'm just next to it. I am the light of the city. I am a city on a hill. I'm just going to shine my light over here. Be careful while you are trying to shine your light next to sin. You don't find yourself inside the sin. Be careful. While you are flexing with Josie that you do not become a prey for Josie. You are walking into the club and you say, I'm here to pray. Be careful that you don't become the prey. Hey. 
No, uh, we, we, are, we are going now on Friday night with your Bible. No, me and brother are going to pray. My sister, you are going to pray. He is there for the prayer. Hey, Is the Lord Supper. Josie, Josie Maboni, Josie Maboni, la 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 luna. So Daniel and 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 company they get brought into into Babylon. This is what the Bible says, Daniel one verses, and we're gonna spend the rest of this month on the book of Daniel. I was just kind of setting up the tone for that. In the third year of the reign of King Jehoiakim. King of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into the hands, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. This he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylon and put it in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Aspen, eh? Ashpenes, yes, Ashpenes chief of his court officials to bring into the king's service some of Israel's, uh, uh, some of the Israelites from the royal family and the, and the noble uh, yeah, to, uh, from the royal families and nobility. Young men within, without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for the kind of learning, well informed, quick to understand. Bazalon, let me tell you, we are the ones who survive. Also, they say, if you are beautiful, be careful. If you are, we, we made it because no one was interested in us. There is, there is, you must understand that the, the devil is very picky as well. He does not want useless people. He wants people that he can use. He knows he's not going to attract anyone. Even if I take this one to the club, it's useless. He's like, well, now that's the one. You are the one. He, he wants this, this clever yana once. That's why, Basalwani, when, 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 when young people rise in terms of their prominence and education, that's why they get led into a sinful life because the devil wants those ones. Hey, we come polo fields, libo, barking, for for a small whatever. Taki bulu na legas vi, legas keni da, legas vi charu. Yeah. Oh. Oh na. Huh? Kadala, kadala. And, and, and the king, so you see these things are not new. 
the king says, we, I want those that are from nobility, those who are handsome, those who are, who are strong, those who are, who, are, who, who are without any physical defect, those who are showing uh, aptitude in any kind of learning, those who are well informed, those who are quick to understand the qualities that can serve in the king's palace. How? He will teach them the language and the literature of Babylon. The king assigned a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. And they were trained for three years. And after, they were, uh, after, they, after that, they were to enter the king's service. Among those, were the among those who were chosen were some, of the, some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And that is Daniel, Abednego, Shadrach, and Meshach. Why? Why were they captured? I need to rush through this. Just to give you history. We'll talk about more about this next week. Why were they captured? Jeremiah 2. So if you go from uh, uh, Jeremiah, it's Isaiah, Jeremiah, um, Ezekiel, Daniel. Um, yeah. It, it tells the story of of the build up to the, 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 the Babylonian uh, exodus. The Bible says, uh, exile, I mean. The Bible says, this is why the people, this is why God allowed, because what the Bible says up there is that the people of God were captured by Babylon. So the Lord allowed Babylon, a broken evil world, to capture his people. He allowed it to happen. Have you ever asked the question, God, why are you allowing evil things to happen in the world? This is why in this case he allowed it. Jeremiah 2 verses. That's why Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. Because he was weeping for the children of God. For the nation of God. Jeremiah 2 verses 1 to 5. The word of the Lord came to me. Go and proclaim to the hearing of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion you had in your youth before you came to Joseph. Before you came to Josie, I remember the devotion of your youth. How as a bride you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through the land, uh, uh, through the land not sown. Israel was, a holy, was holy to the Lord, the first fruit of his harvest. All who devoured her were held guilty and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. Here, the word of the Lord. The Lord says, What fault did your ancestor find in me that they strayed away so far from me? They followed wicked idols and became wicked, worthless themselves. You can see that God is hurting. You know, when God asked the question, what did I do to your ancestors that they moved so far away from me? It's, it's, it's almost as, as God is asking Mr. V, Christians in South Africa, what did I do to you that you have moved so far away from me? That you, you worship worthless idols. Not only do you worship worthless idols, you have become worthless yourself. What did I do to you that you have moved so far away from me? You used to love me. You used to be devoted to me. You used to be my holy people. What happened? It's, 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 it, it, the book of Lamentation is also, God is lamenting the loss of his people. 
He says, you used to love me. You used to be my people. You walked with me in the wilderness. And what does that mean? Like God is saying, man, when we had nothing, we were together. When we had nothing, you loved me. And now I brought you into the promised land. And now you, you, this is what you do to me. We walked in the wilderness together. When you had nothing, when you were no one, when you had no influence, we you loved me dearly. What have I ever done to you that you have moved so far away from me and that you worship worthless idols that you yourself have become worthless? And this was prophesied by Isaiah. In Isaiah 39 verses 7, the Bible says, some of your descendants, it's talking about Israel now, the Jews. It says, some of your descendants, your own flesh and blood, who will be born to you, will be taken away, and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king in Babylon. Already, there's a prophecy to say, because you are lovers of yourself, your children will be taken by evil. Because you are lovers of money, you are lovers of Babylon, you, you, you have moved away from God. The, the Bible says your children will be taken in. Bazaran, if not for us, Let's be righteous for our children. If not for us, let be, let's be righteous for the next generation. In Josie, if not for us, let us be holy for our children. Let them find a better city when they come. Let the next generation find a better city. Let the next generation find a better place because of our holiness and our righteousness. What does Josie do? This is what Babylon did. It says, teach them in the language. After he captures you. He says, teach them in the language of Babylon. Feed them the food and the wine of Babylon. And then change their names. Because that's what they did. After they get, they get, they get great people. They are well learned and everything. They teach them the language of Babylon. Because that's what the devil does. The first thing what he does is he corrupts our belief. He corrupts what? our belief and you stop believing in God you start believing in yourself they teach you the language of Babylon and what is the language of Babylon? self-sufficiency self-dependency self-reliance me, me, me it's about me I am the CEO of my own life that's the language of Babylon I don't need God that's the first thing they do they, dump, they, they indoctrinate us away from the things of God into the things. Your language changes. Your, your, the, the way you speak, you no longer speak faith, you speak fear. You do no longer, you, you, they, they, they indoctrinate us and say, no, a, a, a gender is a social construct. It's the indoctrination. You are a God yourself. It's the indoctrination. 
you, you are God in human form. That's who you are. You, you don't need God. You, you, you don't need to go for fellowship in the end. And at that time, you think you are woke. No, the, 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 the Bible was a white man's thing. It, Jesus was a, was a white Jesus, didn't die for us. And at that time, you are woke. In Babylon, indoctrinating you. Indoctrinating you. Indoctrinating you. Three years they sat with these boys, teaching them the language of Babylon. So that whatever they speak, they speak the language of Babylon. Can I ask you, have you learned the city lingo so much that you do not know the Bible lingo? That you know about, we know everything that is happening in the city, where the grooves and everything, but you do not know where the brokenness is, where the pain is, where the church is. That's the first thing they did. They changed their their language. And secondly, the Bible says they fed them a daily portion from the king's table. They changed their appetite. They changed what you like. Your palate changes, Mr. V. Now suddenly in the morning you need a mimosa. Your appetite has changed. You used to love spending time in the, in the house of God. Your appetite has changed. You love spending your time outside the house of God. Your appetite has changed. The word of God used to be food for your soul. Doing the will of your father used to be replenishment for your soul. But now your appetite has changed. You are busy. On Sunday morning, you need to go out for brunch. The appetite has changed. The word of God is no longer satisfying to you. You need to mix it with self-help. You need to mix it with chakra. You need to mix it with stuff. It is God and the universe. The appetite has changed. Because also you need to fit in with the culture of the city. So when they say, I want to thank the man upstairs. There is no man upstairs. He is a living God. He is the king of kings. He is the king of glory. He is the alpha and omega. He is the beginning and the end. We don't have a man upstairs. We have a holy God. We have a strong God. We have a mighty God. We have the king of kings. We have the great I am. He has conquered the grave. He has conquered the cross. He has saved our soul. He's not the man upstairs. He is Jesus, the Savior of the world. It's not the man upstairs. It's not the man upstairs. It is the culture of the city. Be careful. Be careful. And it's cool to say, believe in yourself. I tried, it failed. I believe in Jesus. And then lastly, they change their name. So they change what you believe. They change your appetite. And they change who you are. They change their name. How, how you identify yourself. You are a child of God. Do you still identify as a child of God? Blast washed, blood washed tongue speaking demon kicking fire spitting holiness loving child of God 
Is that still how you identify yourself? A forgiving child of God by His mercy and grace. Is that still how you identify yourself? But Daniel, I pray that after they have described all the things they do in the city, they can say, but truly. When they say in the city, they do this, they do this, they do this, they do this, but quacks. In the city, this and this and this happens. But this guy says, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the officials to permit him not to defile himself. Daniel made a decision and said, I'm not going to do that. May it be true with you as well. That they can say, but Clement, the city was so and so, but Nziwa. The city was so and so, but Tabo. There was a young man, there was a young woman who resolved not to defile themselves. Father, we thank you. We honor you and we give you praise. Continue to give us strength to be resolved in what we believe to be resolved in refusing to defile ourselves so that we can flourish in the city we thank you we honor you in jesus mighty name and the church of god said thank you for joining us today we believe that this message has been a blessing to you why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast Goodbye and God bless.